This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to the podcast by the Business Times. I'm your host Jamie, bringing you a special guest in this episode. We have with us today Mr. Robin Menon, Managing Director at the Monetary Authority of Singapore. Welcome to the show, Mr. Menon. Thank you, Jamie. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's talk about cryptocurrency or crypto assets, right? People are very familiar with Facebook. And of course, Facebook has launched something called Libra, which is a form of stable coin. I guess for, for the uninitiated, you know, a, a stable coin refers to a crypto asset that is backed against a basket of currencies, um, currencies that we are all familiar with, such as the Sing dollar. Of course, there's a G7 report out this month in October that talked about the risks that become from a stable coin or crypto assets that are similar to Libra. How would you? As MAS, think about the risks that these stable coins could pose to the financial system. First, we welcome the innovation. We've been open to cryptocurrencies. We think they could potentially play a role in the future. And stable coins do address one of the fundamental flaws with many cryptocurrencies, which is volatility in value. So when they are pegged to a basket of currencies, that gives more stability to their value and therefore makes them more attractive as means of exchange. And as a store of value, so that in and of itself is a good development. Now, if they gain widespread usage, then I think we have to ask: How is that pegging to a currency or basket of currencies achieved? Is it backed by reserves or assets? And that's what central banks have. So, do these stablecoin propositions? And I'm not making a point specifically about Libra, but more generally about stablecoins. It's not enough to say that they are pegged to a currency or basket of currencies. We need to understand better how the peg is backed, because it needs to be backed by assets. And how are these assets held? So, there are many of these kinds of questions that are involved. And then there are the regulatory supervisory questions and issues, which regulators around the world are in active discussions among themselves, as well as with some of these emerging stablecoin players. Questions in the areas of having robust controls against money laundering, abuse for tax evasion, and so on. Having in place good technology risk management capabilities and also cybersecurity standards. So I think there are also concerns about consumer protection. So a whole range of issues and questions that I think remain unanswered, but I don't think these are necessarily showstoppers. I think ways can be found through dialogue and better understanding of these business models, how these requirements can be placed on these players so that they conform to the same standards as regulated financial institutions today. So these are not showstoppers. I think the bigger concerns relate to what it might mean for financial stability and for monetary policy. Now, if stable coins gain widespread usage, let's stretch the argument: if they were to become the dominant means of payment internationally, then what happens to traditional fiat currencies? Now, these stable coins could be pegged to a basket of fiat currencies. The demand for stable coins would be determined by the volume of transactions cross-border using these stable coins, and that in turn would have. An impact on the demand for the fiat currencies that are underlying the stable coins. So you could have a situation where the demand for your currency could be influenced or dictated by factors, by transactions, by trading relationships and payments halfway across the world that has nothing to do with your own economy. But the demand for your currency is affected by that, which means the value of your currency is affected by that. So what happens to exchange rates? Then what are the capital flows that will help to equilibrate? These demand and supply dynamics that stablecoins pose also not very clear. 
Now, these are huge macro, almost existential questions. What does it mean for financial stability? If there were going to be such large capital flows, what does it mean for the sovereignty of monetary policy, domestic monetary policy? These are deep-seated, deep questions. And we've only begun to ponder over them. And I would classify these sets of issues as much more existential and fundamental in nature than the other types of issues that I mentioned earlier, for which I think solutions can be found mm. if we wanted to. So we've been speaking with um, Mr. Ravi Menon, Managing Director of MES, on developments in the Singapore fintech space. The Business Times will publish a Singapore fintech festival special pullout on the first day of the festival, so do watch out for that. And the hotly anticipated Singapore fintech festival runs from November 11th to November 15th this year. That was an SPH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.